Season two continuing. This is episode four. Yahweh Podcast. I'm Nathan. I'm Jacob. And today we have a special interview. They're all pretty special interviews with Lindsay Wagner. But her name isn't Lindsay Wagner anymore. Yes. It's Lindsay Eastman. Yes, because she got married. Yes. So since we interviewed her in the three weeks from when we interviewed her and when this is, you guys are actually hearing this. She got married, so her last name is different. Her first name is still the same, I think. <laughs> that's kind of, that's generally how marriage I works. I don't know. I, I don't yes. know. I've never done it. This is gonna be an awesome conversation, continuing our series on identity. And Lindsay knows a thing or two about college students. She, she knows a thing or two about a thing or two. Uh, that's right. Specifically, well college said. students, right? Uh, and USF and Augie. She oversees FCA for USF. And Augie, if you don't know FCA, it's Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Uh, so it's these athletes that love Jesus or are interested in Jesus, and uh, she helps invest and disciple them. And she's amazing. I was involved with FCA at USF for a little bit, and Lindsay is awesome. I was involved with FCA at USF, and then um, I started helping out with the youth group. Oh, and look at it that. Was a, it was a Wednesday night, so that's just a side uh, note. Just, side just, note. A, just a side note. I would have been involved. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's actually very true. But that's not important. We're going to jump into this awesome interview. Woo! Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, it's a pleasure. We are here. Heck yeah, we made Woo. it. Woo, ready to go. <laughs> we did it. Um, I do want to share that Jacob texted me at 3.30 a.m. last night. Oh my goodness. Saying, hey, by the way, we got this interview with Lindsay today. So... Uh, you know, the first thing that I saw this morning was that we had an interview this afternoon. Mm-hmm. So I was I was really hyped, pumped. Yeah. I mm-hmm. was pumped, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it got me out of bed at, at, at 10 a.m. And for more backstory, we've been talking about asking you to be on the podcast for at least a month now. And it's been I my think, job to reach out to you. longer than that. Yes. It's probably been longer than that. So I've been like poking. Jacob. Yeah. I'm like, hey, yeah, Jasker? Yeah. <laughs> and, Jasker? And I finally asked you this week. And you answered like right away. And here we are. Hey, the Holy Spirit knows. Yeah. You, you were poking. Mm-hmm. Jacob. Right got there I, and then eventually here. Jacob yeah. did he did the thing he did yeah. the thing <laughs> praise God so so just to start off Lindsay just tell us how you got here right tell us a little bit about your story yeah so I grew up here in Sioux Falls I actually graduated from Brandon I knew that I wanted to play basketball and run track mm-hmm. uh, both so okay. I got a scholarship for both at Indiana Wesleyan University nice. got my undergrad in teaching and I told the Lord, I'm like, if you fill me up for four years, I will pour out wherever you want me to go. And so that was a year in teaching. And then he brought me to Colorado. And that's where I started volunteering for FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And I was getting my master's in counseling. And then I came on staff with FCA in Colorado Springs for four years. And then I moved home. So I've been on staff for almost eight years with Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And here in Sioux Falls, I'm with Augie and USF. I know that that might seem like a dirty word to you guys. Wow. Both being from USF, but <laughs> I get to do both. Wow. That's so, awesome. so do you have, you know, I, I always see like when those parents like go to their, their children's like sports Oof, events and they're yeah. playing the other team. Do you have like a, a shirt that says like Augie USF, like, like, half and half i have joked with mindy who does college ministry at central church here in Sioux Falls, that we need to make one because sometimes when i go to you guys are playing each other and then i don't know what to wear who do you cheer for i actually end up wearing like green because i don't know what to do or red smart and then you can pick me out in the crowd anywhere what happens if is that what happens when you combine purple and yellow is that 
Um, what would purple and yellow be? Oh man, science. I don't think that'd be. I don't <laughs> think that'd be a pretty color. No, that'd be gross. But green, yeah, green makes sense. Yeah, green makes sense. Green does make sense. So, so now I wear neutral colors. You know. That's yeah. good. I, I saw so this. You one. don't have a favorite then. No. Okay. Oh, we'll we'll we'll, we'll let yeah, you. Yeah. Okay. We'll, okay. All right. We'll, we'll <laughs> well, what was Indiana Wesleyan's colors? Red and white. Oh, okay. I well, know. We're not finding a winner there. It's closer. It's closer to purple. Red's closer. That's to purple. right. Red yeah. is red's cousins with purple. I've been red, white, and black my whole life, from wow. middle school all the way through college. So. USA. <laughs> well, nope. I'm missing the blue. But that's okay. <laughs> Blue's pur- purple's also pretty close to blue. So look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Augie's also blue, but it's fine. Okay. What? So what is your? What, that's true. Dang it. What is your official? What is Dang your it. official title? At, at FCA, what, what, when people ask you what you do, right, a random person walks up to you in the, on the street. Obviously, this is a very realistic scenario. You're walking downtown. We're going to paint the picture even more. You're walking downtown just on an went, awesome spring just morning. Just went by the Washington Pavilion. Yes, you just walked past the Washington Pavilion. You're headed east. You're, you're walking towards Phillips Avenue. Um, it's 72 degrees. It's an awesome wow, spring that day. amazing. Someone in a, uh, a windbreaker comes up to you and asks, hey, what do you do for work? What do you do for a living? What do you say? I usually tell them that I help coaches and athletes in their relationship with Jesus. That's my short nice. of that. Oh. And then if they want a bigger breakdown, it's kind of three different buckets. My friend Sarah says that we do relationship work, so a lot of one-on-one stuff. We do small group stuff, and then we do big event stuff where we try to present the gospel. So we do all three buckets. If that makes sense. That's awesome. That was a really good way of answering that person with the windbreakers question. There you go. What was the person with the windbreakers name? They they're anonymous. Oh, okay. okay. Cool. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure they don't. So so you have a you you're pretty well in tune with college students. Would you agree? I am learning all the time. <laughs> learning all the time. Some of the new baby freshmen come in and I'm like, Oh, we're doing that today. But <laughs> uh for the most part you find a lot in college ministry kind of struggling with some of the same stuff. Right. So that's a good segue. What would you say is the biggest challenge today for college students regarding their faith? What do you think is that biggest barrier you're going to break through for those baby freshmen coming in? Making it their own. Mm. Because you come in as a freshman and you're used to going to church with your parents or you've had siblings or someone's kind of prodded you. And then Sunday morning rolls around and you're in your dorm room for the very first time. And it's like, oh, do I actually go? to church and where do I go and who do I go with? So making faith their own, getting into the Bible for the very first time. Uh, and that was my story. Uh, my freshman year of college, I had roommates that were going to church. So that was an easy, but it was the first time I opened the Bible for myself. Mm, wow. And that was a game changer. Right. Yeah. Cause I feel that's like that's cool. a pretty, pretty big part of both of our stories. Like right when we got to college, like no one was, waking us up on Sunday mornings to go to church. Even if we enjoyed it, there still wasn't that that push. So finding that push was definitely a, a big struggle that it took us a few years to, to find for our own. Um, so what would you, how would you speak into someone who's maybe going through that? What's, what's like a way that you'd walk alongside them if, in that process? If they just, maybe they had a pretty strong faith in high school and stuff like that, but now they're in college, what would you, what would you kind of say to them or how would you minister to them? I would ask them to find the people. I'd probably ask him like, hey, who are the people around you that seem like they're walking with the Lord? Mm. And I would ask them to ask those people, where are you going to church? When do you leave? 
and just get plugged in that way that's accountability right. if mm-hmm. someone's going to text you the night before saturday night saying like hey jacob i'm going to pick you up at 10 to go to church you, you have way more account- accountability to that so mm-hmm. that'd be my first step yeah. and then the other step is uh to open the bible mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't know where to start so i started in proverbs my freshman year and then i jumped to the gospels so that was a good way uh, but I also had a roommate that was doing that too. So I had accountability. So major, 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 major thing for freshmen, accountability with mm-hmm. church and getting in the word. Is this the same Bible that you had your freshman year of college? I did take this one. Mm-hmm. Wow. This is actually my brother's Bible that I stole because it was, it's like not quite pocket size, but it's, mm-hmm. it is a pretty good solid size. size. It's, That's it's a, a perfect good size. size. It's a little yeah. bit smaller than your notebook. So when you're carrying both of them, like you, it's. It's a yeah. good one hand hold. I don't know if that's a, that's a term, but uh, just, I, you guess, know what I'm I, about. I guess nobody can see what we're talking about right now. That's right. But it's about the size of a little bigger than my hand, mm-hmm. I would say. And it's very like worn in, so you can tell it's uh, yes. been used, which is the best kind of Bible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm are the pages it. falling out yet? Not quite. Some okay. are folded over, and then I've we'll written. Get there. You got a oh receipt oh, in that receipt. one. Interesting. Oh, that's like FCA life, you know. Oh, yep, yep, yep. I go on more coffee meetings than. So do you put the receipt where you opened up the Bible with them as a reminder, or is it just as a reminder to to get reimbursement for that? Uh, both and. Both that's good. And. Oh, yeah, that's cool. See, we're learning a bunch that we didn't even anticipate. Look See, at that. If you guys both go into ministry long term, you just. Your Bible receipts fit in the Bible, you know. Fun stuff. That's that's <laughs> that's a great tip. Yeah, yeah. Put the receipts in the Bible because I don't have to get poked on for reimbursement and all that yes. stuff. That's yes. great. I have a question. So this kind of – For me? No, no, not for He's you. looking no, at me. Okay. Well, I, was like, kinda, I don't think I'm getting interviewed <laughs> This kind of goes, <laughs> goes along with the, the, the scenario that Nathan played out earlier. Somebody, Do you want me to paint the picture again? No, we're good. Okay. It's still vivid in my mind. Yeah. I'm you, dreaming you guys about you guys 72 can... degrees, so <laughs> that we're still amazing. vivid. We only got like 25 degrees to go, so we're good. Yeah. 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 Anyways, keep going. So, so that guy in the windbreaker who is anonymous still, we still know his name. Uh, he comes up to you and asks the question, "Who are you?" Mm-hmm. Ooh. What do you say then? I know where you're going. So my mind wants to jump like straight to Jesus and like mm-hmm. who he says we are. But I think in our American context, I'm going to be like, well, my name's Lindsay. What's your name? And right. like the whole mm-hmm. get to know you type thing. Uh-huh. Uh, but if we're going to talk a little bit deeper than that, like what identifies us? Yeah. I think in college I would have said my sport would have been an identifier. I'm a basketball player and I run track. Uh, my freshman year walking in, I was a nursing major, so – identifying with that uh but then changing gears into i was physical education didn't actually use it but that's what i got and so yeah i think some of those are markers Mm -hmm. uh being a sister being a daughter some of those things we identify with but if we're going to go deeper than that Mm -hmm. jesus has a lot of things to say about identity do you want me to keep going? <laughs> yeah, no, sure, that'd be awesome. Yeah, you're let's doing do great. it. Because <laughs> this guy doesn't know who you are. He wants yeah. to, it, at least I could tell from his body language that he kind of wants to know more. I see that too, yeah. This is the windbreaker. Mm-hmm. He's got the windbreaker on. He's, Which he's is ready. 72 degrees though. Why is he wearing a windbreaker? It's, it's a little windy. Right? Oh, sorry. Did <laughs> I forget that? We, we are in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So. That's right. yeah. It's a very, very shorts, windy place Shorts to be. as well. Oh, okay. Shorts, okay, that's good. good. Well, I typically ask him what he's working with. What's his identity? Who is he? Where is he from? Hmm. And then that is where 
I am a highly relational person, so I'll find a way to relate to the person in their story and what they're saying. But if we're just going to go off the cuff uh, of who we are, we have to start all the way back from Genesis, where we're made in his image. Mm -hmm. So if we're made in God's image, we need to take a look at who God is. Because the more you get to know who God is through reading in the word, you are going to get to know who you are as well. That's so good. Yeah, so you got that pocket Bible with you. So you're you're <laughs> you whipping like, that thing open. <laughs> look at this! Look look at this guy. Genesis one twenty seven. You know, mm. we are made in His image. That's right. Yeah. And so, if we start from that perspective, mm. I would encourage people get to know the Creator of the universe because the more you do, the more you will understand yourself. Yeah. One thing that I noticed, and in, in your your long winded answer was an awesome answer, is you did not mention your job once. Oh yeah, no, I didn't. Which <laughs> one thing that we were talking about. Uh, in our last episode is uh, one of my buddies went to to Europe and he, w- he was noticing just in conversations and different people that he met um, when you ask them what they did they talked about their passions they didn't talk about what they did every single week at their full-time job like in America if you if you said what do you do or who are you be like I'm an electrician I'm I'm a teacher I'm, I'm a nurse right that's like the the go-to answer 100 mm-hmm. percent. everyone's gonna say that most most everyone's gonna say that in America, mm-hmm. but for them it was oh, I'm a father. I'm a I, lo- I love snowboarding. I love doing this. I love painting. I'm an artist, mm-hmm. um, which I thought that was just a really awesome thing that you just did naturally, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is definitely um, something that we're striving for instead of just saying like hey I I do this right mm-hmm. um, like Jacob's a professional podcaster but he doesn't he doesn't yes. share that all the time <laughs> sometimes he does well I mean it's hard not to. Right. Yeah. I mean, you look so professional right now. Wearing khakis. You are wearing khakis. <laughs> you might be the best dressed here. Jake from State Farm. Jake from State Farm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, one thing that even on the identity um, conversation that I think is really hard for people is maybe they're coming from high school where they were a star athlete like mm. Jacob was. <laughs> um, but it, maybe they were just someone who they did sports all the way up until college and maybe they don't have that same opportunity. So how would you... What do you think is a really big challenge for someone in that, right? Because they have that constant, you know, practice, games. They have that recognition. So how would you kind of speak into that? Because that's a hard transition to make, regardless of if you're moving up into college athletics or you're moving down into maybe intramurals and, and dominating the, the court at the local gym. Mm-hmm. I think the college years are so fundamental in forming our identities and who we are. Mm-hmm. Even in the psychology world, that's – that's what they name it is those formative like identity type years. And so it's interesting what the Lord will strip in his own kindness and his, his his gentleness. He'll take things away in order that we see uh, who we are in him. So for me, uh, I didn't get to play much my freshman year and I constantly ask the Lord, why do you love me? Because I can't perform for you. I'm not scoring like 40 points a game for you, which would be crazy anyways. But (laughs) it was like my performance didn't matter. So like, why do you love me? And why would you pursue me? And constantly even stripping even the job title. I even struggled with being a PE major because I'm like, this is what people do if they want to coach or if, sorry, I'm not trying to offend anyone. Or if you're you're just like not very smart and you don't want to like, move on to like pre-med or whatever if you don't really want to try it's an easier 
major than like pre-med so um less stressful is less stressful let's yeah. go with that that's good less stressful because i was not stressed at all about my major in college <laughs> uh so yeah it's interesting that the lord will kind of strip some of those titles mm. if you ask him be like all right like what's up why do you love me wow so when you that's take good. those things away then you're really inviting true relationship and, and uh, all yes. that yes because then it's not transactional yeah mm. Because if you are a transactional in a relationship, mm -hmm. you pay for something and you get for something in return. And that's yep. what us as athletes sometimes do. We put in the work, we get the reward, mm -hmm. right. but that's not who the Lord is. He's relational. Mm -hmm. So you can put in the work and not get the reward and he still loves you anyways. Mm -hmm. And he just wants to spend time with you. Like he wants Super you to be good. in the word. He wants you to talk to him which is prayer, which I heard you guys covered. We mm -hmm. did, yeah. Did, yeah. Huh? So, I mean, he's highly relational and that's what he wants. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's super cool. And like looking at the different like types of relationships, uh, there's these two that like kind of go hand, like side by side and like kind of studying different things. Um, one is transactional, like you said, and the other is transformative. Mm -hmm. And our God is definitely a transformative God when it comes to relationships. So Absolutely. It's so cool. Yeah. yeah, so good. So it's clear that you you have kind of a, a soft spot in your heart for college students. Is oh, that yeah. correct? Yeah. Was there a time when that um, really stood out to you and you, you kind of realized that that was like your calling? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was volunteering for FCA and we had a college retreat mm. to Estes Park, Colorado at the YMCA of the Rockies. It's like set in the middle of the Rocky Mountains. Mm. That like sounds amazing. You walk outside and there's mountains just like all around you. And... We were doing a relationship discussion and I sat in a small group of girls and I watched all the tears and all the heartache mm. and a lot of shame. And I was like, this is where I'm meant to be. And I'm meant to sit in some like tough places with people and like help them out. But this is where I'm meant to be. So wow. that was it. So you were a volunteer at that point. Volunteer. Wow. Wow. So you were like kind of like a small group leader or yeah. That, okay. Yep. So I just wow. jumped in a small group and I'm like, this is it right here. And then it grew, so awesome. grew from there and God just had, had a different plan for you. Yeah. Or, well, well, I mean, plan for you in that. Yeah. Even. Mm -hmm. That's super cool. So even, even talking more about the transitionary period, because a lot of the time you're dealing with college athletes, especially at schools like Augie and USF, there are a majority of college athletes that, that go there, especially going to FCA, um, so after, after they graduate, after their athletic careers are over, um, what advice would you give to them once that period? Because a lot of the time, you're not in contact with them as much, right? You're not able to connect with them on a, as a consistent basis, especially if they have job opportunities further away and stuff like that. So would you have any, any words of encouragement to kind of speak into that? Because I know that's something that Jacob and I, even though we were mediocre Division two college golfers, <laughs> we've had to deal with in, in, in a bunch of different ways. Yeah, I think uh, depending on when you graduate with like COVID things around here, mm -hmm. uh, year 23 and year 24 is probably the hardest years, I think, of life. And I can't speak for someone getting married at 23, 24 because I'm 34 and I'm about to get married. But Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, but for me walking out, even that's a stripping of identity, right? Mm. Um, especially here in the Midwest, I, I really was like hurt that I wasn't getting married at 23, 24. And people, you know, ask you about those things a lot. But year 23, 24 was really hard because it's mm -hmm. like, is this the job that I'm going to do forever? Right. Do I go on to more school? Uh, if I have to move back in with my parents, 
how do I navigate that? Because like, I'm an adult, like, what do I, what do I do with some of the things that they used mm-hmm. to have as boundaries and rules? Do I pay rent? Yep. Do you, do you pay do rent I, if you yeah. move back in? Do, do I have you, a curfew? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's such Very an true. interesting mm-hmm. dynamic. If you move in with a whole bunch of your friends, it's like, well, you discover all the cleaning habits even in your undergrad years but mm-hmm. when you're 23 24 it's still it's still a problem it doesn't get better yeah no even though everybody <laughs> should be an adult not everybody is so <laughs> i think it's it's some of the toughest it's some of the toughest years oh, because sure. you're doing all that and like really what's poking at you is is that job title of like am i doing this for the rest of my life god is this where you have me mm-hmm. and what am I supposed to do about it? So there, I think there's just a unique rub right when you graduate from college. That's interesting. Yeah. And in talking with other people too, uh, a- Adam Weber, he talked a lot about that too. Um, that after college age w- is the hardest, like mm-hmm. in transitioning into adult. Cause you have all these things that are geared towards you. You have this community, constant community all the time when you're in college, if you're, especially if you're living in the dorms yeah, it and then pretty easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then not having that. And I think that speaks even more to what you were talking about earlier, getting in a church. Yeah. And my game plan doesn't change for anyone. Like, yeah. Hey, get in the church, get in a small group and mm-hmm. get in the word. It, I mean, mm. it, it's not going to change whether you're walking into your freshman year of college or you're walking out into the world. The game plan doesn't change because our God doesn't change. He remains the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And truly, if we're going to go back to we're made in his image, we really got to spend time with him and get to know him uh, if we're going to know where we're going in life. Mm. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, so what in talking about, you know, identity and everything, what? is what would you say is your biggest uh advice you'd give somebody that is struggling with that identity it's mm, a great question maybe, maybe even they like they know all the scripture they're like yeah i know that i'm made in god's image but i'm still wrestling with it struggling with it yeah yeah Help me out. Do you have like a scenario or is there? Oh, do you want to paint a picture? Let's paint a picture. Oh, oh paint this a picture. is like your favorite. I love this. <laughs> okay. So, um, Michael, right? Oh, he has a name oh, this time. He, 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 he does. He, first thing he's, he got a name. So, so Michael, um, four sport athlete in high school, not just three. Four. He played four. Mm-hmm. Wow. He played four sports, um, in high school and he was the star. He was a three star recruit in lacrosse. He was a four-star recruit in soccer, soccer. and he was a five-star recruit wow. in golf. Of course, I mean that—that's that, <laughs> only three of them. The other sport he kind of just did for fun. Sure, that's um, right. You know, but uh, so his senior year, his senior year, lacro- sorry, golf state tournament. It happens in the spring. He's from Minnesota. We're learning more about him. Um, his senior year, he he tears his clavicle. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds like a an injury that I is impossible. That is. It's uh, at clavicle is a bone. Oh, okay, um, cool. Right, you, you were in nursing for. I mean, it's up here, right? Yep. So yep. he he tears it. He doesn't just break it. He tears it. Wait, isn't it a bone? No, you no, can't no. tear a bone. This is Michael's story. All right. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> so my, so Michael Michael tears his clavicle, and in tearing of his clavicle, he 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 just has a, a really serious injury where he is unable to play sports ever again. Mm-hmm. No pain, but he's just not able to play sports ever again. So he gets to college, 
he can't do any sports. He the the most stressful thing that he can do on his body is play chess. So he's struggling with his identity because he's coming from being a four sport athlete. All the attention being on him being recruited, all this stuff. He gets to he gets to USF, and he just doesn't know what God has for him. Right? He, he thought he had this plan. He had offers in five different sports from 20 different schools. Um, now he's at school and he, he can't even work out. Mm. Right. So he, he was really, like you said, taken everything that he loved. So he's wondering, doesn't even know what to do for a career path. Cause he was a five sport out or five, five star recruit in golf. Like he thought he was going to be on the tour by now. Mm-hmm. So what, what would you, what would you say to Michael? I would tell Michael, I'm not going to throw Bible verses at people. Uh, I would tell Michael there's some lamenting that he probably needs to do mm. and taking some time to grieve. Because when we lose something, mm. I think there is an appropriate space to like grieve what we lose, even if it was like really, really good, or even if it was tending towards making it an idol where we replaced that thing, took the place of the Lord. Right. And so I think there's a huge lamenting process that he needs to go through of like just grieving, of, of losing some of those things loss of expectation. I think that is huge. Hmm. And I would encourage him to lament with the Lord. Like, even if it's anger, like, Lord, how, how could this happen? Like I, I worked out, I ate right. I slept, I I did all the things and yet this still happened and I'm sad about it. Hmm. Um, It says in Psalm 34 that you're close to the brokenhearted and you save those crushed in spirit. Like I need you to be close to my broken heart and I need you to save my crushed spirit because I feel pretty crushed. Mm. And then I would really encourage him to get around the people that are going to encourage him as well. Uh, And part of that is being in the word too, uh, Mm -hmm. because you have to know the truth, especially when things kind of stink. And John 14, six, I mean, we know it. uh, Jesus is the way, the truth Mm -hmm. and the life and no one comes to the father, but by him. And I would tell Michael, like, sit with him and be like, all right, show me what is true. Right. Show me what is true. Like, you say you're the truth. So sh- show me what is true in your word. Show me what's true about me and the path that you have for me. You say you're the way. Show me the way. Hmm. Show me the way that I am supposed to go because I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Which there's humility in there. Right. Because you really can't seek the Lord without humility. That's mm-hmm. good. And then it says that your life. So show me life. It says in John 15 that you give life and life abundantly. Maybe John 10. John 10. So if you're going to give life and life abundantly, like show me what that looks like when I can't do the things that I know how to do. Hmm. I, I need your help. So that would be my advice for Michael. That's great. I think Michael was moved to tears by that. <laughs> I, really, I really appreciate that. Yeah, that, that was really great. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That was, that, was a, that, was a preach, that was a preach preacher moment. Like, I've been hanging out with John 14, 6 for like a year. I'm like, mm. all right. And those have been my prayers. Like, show me right. the way that I'm supposed to go. Show me what is true because the enemy throws a lot of just junk at us. Yeah. And then show me how to have life. And it says, he says about himself and John, like, I'm the resurrection and the life. So sometimes mm. I'm like, you need to resurrect this because <laughs> I, I can't do it. Like, I know this means resurrection in the end for eternal life, but like, I need you, I need you to resurrect this relationship or this thing and then show me where your life is in this this thing this relationship whatever 
That's really good. That's actually a, kind of one of our basis of this podcast is uh, young adults here with eternal hope, that hope that uh, already and not yet hope, like that hope that is already that Jesus can resurrect, uh, bring hope to a dying situation, to something that is mm-hmm. a struggle, but also that not yet hope, the eventual eternal resurrection that absolutely yeah Mm -hmm. yeah one of the i did a study after college called the names of god by k arthur i didn't know that god was named so many different things Mm -hmm. in the old testament and like that like blew my mind and so that even getting to know who god is through the different names that he says or even i'm going through right now in the book of john all the i am statements Mm -hmm. that jesus says about himself and that is blowing my mind. So, I mean, there's just always, always <laughs> things to learn. Cause like you said, those I am statements, those are true for us too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So one, uh, one thing that we do with every single guest that comes on the Yahweh podcast is we ask them the same exact question. Yes. The same question. The same question. Do you want me to ask the question? Or I, do think, you... I think we need to build up a little more. Oh, so th- so oh. this question, I mean, is the best question ever Congressmen asked. have answered. Pastors have answered. The mayor's answered. Jacob's answered. Have I? You have. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I'm going to start I sweating. You're like really building <laughs> it up here. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> so the question is. You should put drum roll in, in, the, in the podcast and you can edit it in. Okay. You don't need to do that. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so the, the question is, if you could go back and talk to Lindsay right after she graduated high school, what's like one piece of advice that you'd give her? We're inventing time travel with this question. High school, right? Right after high school. You just graduated. You literally just got home from your grad party. Mm-hmm. I assume you had a grad party. I did. You did? Okay. Nice. Which food did you have at your grad party? I actually don't remember. I We had state track in Rapid City, so we, we drove <laughs> yeah. back and then like had the grad party the next day. It was kind of a whirlwind, but it was a beautiful day for graduation. I remember that. You probably had nice. pa- pasta of some sort, you know, runner. Something. Yeah. yeah. That pasta salad with like state? the Italian dressing on it, you know. Did you, did you win state? I did not. Oh. Okay, so she's probably a little bit disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so what what advice would you would you give her? I would say uh, the Lord's ways are always better. You're not gonna always understand them, but Isaiah fifty five eight nine just talks about His ways are higher than our ways, and His thoughts are higher than our thoughts, and so His way is not gonna always make sense. Mm but it's better and then uh proverbs 3 5 and 6 just talking about trusting in the lord um lean not on your own understanding and all your ways he will make straight paths like Mm. he's not going to purposely send me down a crooked path right but sometimes it will feel that way but that's not who he is he's not up there laughing at me watching me go down the wrong direction that's not who he is because that's Mm. not very kind And that's not a father thing to do. So I would probably pick those two verses and just tell myself to trust the Lord even when things don't make sense. That's awesome. I love that. That was great. I mean, my answer usually is like grabbing the collars and shaking a little bit. But I'm (laughs) you know, like, like, what are you thinking? You know, like that that type of What do you think Michael would say to himself? Michael would have some words. Well, he Michael's would. in that season right now. So oh, that's right. That's right. Right. He doesn't. Know we don't yet. know what he, does, he doesn't know yet. Week. We'll have to have him on the podcast sometime <laughs> in a couple of years. 
But you have a podcast, do you not? I do. I do. It's called Your Life, Your Story. Okay. What do you I, talk about? Uh, people's testimonies. Nice. I love people's testimonies. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, Jesus is the one that sets us free. Mm. Uh, but it's our testimony that really encourages people mm-hmm. right. to get free from some of the things they're struggling with. So, I mean, it's everything. It's like drugs, alcohol addictions mm. to... The girl I just interviewed plays softball for, or she used to play softball for USA Softball, has three gold medals. Wow. I know. It's just fun. I love people's stories. And so it's yeah. just cool how Jesus encounters people along their journey. Yeah. So cool. Three more gold medals than Jacob and I have combined. That is. Wow. It's <laughs> pretty impressive. Speak That's cool. Where, where do they find it? How do, how do they find it? I'm on Apple and iTunes. So you can just look for it there. It's a What's little it called y- again? Your life, your story. Your life, your story. We'll make sure to include that down in the links below. But we wanted to thank Lindsay for joining us today Absolutely. on the Yahweh podcast. Yes, thank you so much, Lindsay. This was this was a blast. Yeah, it's such a pleasure. I'll grab both of you to be on my podcast. It's just going to go around, right? Look at this. Whoa. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Wow. <laughs> oh, God. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> great that was that was awesome that was, that was super hot fire i loved that we were able to illustrate some stories for her to help her give some ample advice um i know that windbreaker man and and michael um are super appreciative you guys can't see it right now but i have an epic face palm right now I, I, it became a little bit less epic the more you talked about your epic face palm. <laughs> but um, yeah, just like Lindsay said, you guys can check her out um, with her podcast, which is awesome. She has a bunch of stories. It's called Your Life, Your Story. Jacob, what's it called? Your Life, Your Story. And you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. I literally just looked up Your Life, Your Story on, on Spotify. It's your Y-O-U-R. So the correct your. What is, what's the incorrect your? Be like Y O U apostrophe R E. Okay. You are, or like. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're spelling it wrong, you gotta yeah. be. You gotta be yeah. really careful on which your you're Grammar using. Grammar is important. English is a confusing language, but it is. Don't worry, it's an audio podcast, so you don't have to worry about how things are spelled and stuff like that. Because she just shares people's testimonies and has conversations, and it's it's awesome. So yes. you guys can check that out. Check it in out. The links down below. Also, we also, go ahead. Thank you, Trey. Oh my gosh! For letting yeah. us record in your amazing studio. Uh, if you're a young adult in the Sioux Falls community, you have to get to Trey. They do uh, hangouts every Friday night. I'm there sometimes, um, and it's a good time. Yeah, so that that's what us in the biz like to like us to call a shameless plug. There is no shame with that plug because right. they are awesome. Yes. So no, yeah, you don't have to come, but it is shameless it, to yeah. plug it. Yes, so you should come, but you don't have to come. So no shame if you don't come. Is no that what sh- you mean by shameless plug? Yeah. Oh, okay, Yeah, no cool. shame if you don't come. Actually, no, there's no shame for us plugging it. Oh, that's what that means. We just learned what a shameless plug was. Look at that. But yeah, check us out on social media. We'll see you guys next week. Ka-chow. Woo!